So everybody, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is Christy Dole and you're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. I have a very special guest. Um, I want to first share how I know this woman. Her name is Gina Francis, right? Gina Francis. Um, she is on Instagram at I am the Gina Francis. Is that correct? Okay. Yep. And I found Gina through my pleasure journey. Um, actually the place where I buy my crystal wands tagged you once, you know, the Yoni pleasure palace. And I started following her and immediately felt very connected. And the information that she was giving on the internet was so livening up my soul. And I reached out to her a few months ago and I was like, I want to work with you one-on-one. She had this amazing six week womb wisdom container that we just completed a few weeks ago. And it was one of the most nourishing spaces I have ever been held. And I'm going to be working with her more. (laughs) There's actually a weekend long thing that's coming up called devoted that I'm sure she'll talk about, but welcome to the podcast, Gina. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christy. I'm so, so happy to be here. So grateful to be here with you and also with your community and share this conversation with them. So thank you so much. It's so exciting. I love you. I love your work. Mm. I love getting to work with you. And I know today will be a really, really good conversation. Yes. This is going to be so fun. I mean, I have a lot of questions, but before we get into it, tell everybody like who you are, what you do and how you got there, please. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So just like you said, my name is Gina Francis. I am a womb-based business coach and embodiment guide. I am a creator, a facilitator, a CEO, And ultimately, I am here to create a world of womb-based businesses and womb-led leaders, really. Like my full body chills when I Mm. say that my my vision for the world is that all women and all womb holders who are entrepreneurs, who are in business of any sort, are really leading from their womb space, are leading from their pleasure, are leading from a space really deeply anchored in their body. And ultimately, what that does is it allows you to create, to lead, to love, to, to execute your vision and your mission with so much more ease, so much more pleasure and so much more in a way that's truly you instead mm. of what everyone else is doing. And mm. it's really, I feel quite a revolutionary way of approaching businesses because we've been so conditioned. I mean, you know, when hustle meets flow, we've been mm-hmm. so conditioned in the hustle that actually leading from the body is very new and very different for people. So I absolutely love that. I am obsessed with the menstrual cycle, obsessed with periods, (laughs) obsessed with the womb, obsessed with all things around, around that. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about what I'm up to. Amazing. Can you share sort of like, were you like into womb wisdom when you were a child or how did this kind of come about? Yep. Yep. So I was definitely not into any of this as a child. Um, I actually wrote, I wrote a post last night about pleasure and I was sharing some of my past experiences around my body and how You know, I remember when I was younger, I discovered my dad's Playboy magazines like hidden under the bathroom sink. And I was just like, what is this? And I was fascinated with the female body. And then I remember discovering, like learning what, what sex was and how to make babies in this educational book with my best friend. And we were like, (laughs) I remember just being so like, what is this? And so just enthralled by it, but also 
kind of still so confused and um period I was never taught about my period by my mom or anyone in my family or friends Mm. really it was not something that was spoken about like I learned about it in school, you know, the traditional kind of health that class that we have where maybe mm-hmm. the boys and girls go separate. We, they put a video on the TV and whatever, but like, yeah, I had, I had no, I had really no true connection to, um, to my womb and to my cycle at all. And even when I got my first period, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't mm-hmm. tell my mom. I didn't tell my friends. I really just, I hid it. And shortly after is when I developed a disordered eating, disordered eating habits and behaviors and lost a lot of weight and just went into a really big, um, a really, a really long period of just not treating my body well. And my period actually disappeared because Mm. I was too underweight and not nourished. And um, eventually when it did come back was actually when I went on hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story and conversation. We'll get but... into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so long story short, no, I was not always connected, but it was actually coming off of birth control is what brought me home to my body and to mm. my womb. And how old were you when that happened? That was in 2017. So I was, oh my God, can we do math? Like 23 <laughs> Five years ago. Yeah. Okay, five so years five, ago. Yeah. So five years ago, where are we now? I'm 28. 23. Okay. Uh, yeah. So 23. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how old am I? I don't even okay. know. Amazing. <laughs> All right. I love that. So, okay. My audience I'm assuming is pretty new to this idea of womb wisdom. I've talked about it a little bit, but I would really love to hear from you. Like talk to me about what is the wisdom of the womb? What did it look like before? Was there a time where women were was connected to their womb when was that what did that look like and then what happened like how are we so disconnected a lot of questions (laughs) it's amazing and I love I love getting to dive into this and wherever you are listening to this wherever you're at on your journey whether you're like this is your first time hearing about this or you've been dabbling in it just know that this womb and menstrual cycle journey it really is a journey Yeah. So I invite you to just really like open up into receptivity in your body as you're listening to this, notice what maybe you're being triggered by or what is confusing Mm. or what, what, what also resonates in your body. Um, Because I find that, yeah, these conversations can be like, oh, whoa, you know, sometimes for people who are new to it. Yeah. Yes. Activating. Yes. Yes. Which is a good thing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so we women were traditionally incredibly connected to their wombs incredibly connected to their cycles to their yonis to their pussies if i can say pussy i just did (laughs) i started saying it on the podcast like a month ago (laughs) oh that's amazing i love that and ultimately we we come from we come from lineages and we come from women who were deeply connected to their bodies and deeply connected to their wombs you know, there, there have been findings in, um, I don't, I don't know exactly where, but in like on rocks and kind of in caves Mm -hmm. where women actually used to track their cycle, but they tracked it with the moon phases. Mm. So there was like etchings on the walls of caves that were tracking that was, and that was how they kept track of life. That was how they kept track of the days before they had months, you know, and the word month and the word moon, moon. And so I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
How cool is that? Wow. Okay. And so instead of this Gregorian calendar that we have now, there was a time where women and people were, were living with the cycles of the moon and that cycle of the moon was directly connected to their body and connected to their bleeding cycle. Um, and there was, if you have ever heard of red tents, there was a time where women would gather in these red tents and they would just, they would all go in the red tent. They would take care of themselves. They would nourish themselves while they were bleeding. They would all kind of go inward and the men in the villages would care for them. They would cook for them. They would bring them food. They would take care of everything else going on in the village while the women and children were in the tent and bled. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I have such a vision of, of recreating these and there are red tents being recreated around, around the world in different forms, um, you know, and, and women birthing were birthing at home and birthing naturally in communities. There was no birth control back in the day. Right. And ultimately the female body was revered. We lived in a matriarchal, there's a lot of matriarchal societies and worlds where the Yoni, you know, there are ancient statues and sculptures and goddesses and stories about the Yoni and about the power that is between a woman's legs and this life-giving portal. And eventually things changed. And, um, you know, there's ultimately, I, I really believe and feel that men realized that women were fucking powerful and it was scary. <laughs> and there was people in the world who, who didn't want that, who didn't, didn't want that energy in the world. And I mean, there was all the witches. I'm sure many of you listening and maybe you even feel that in a past life, maybe you were a witch or you are a modern day witch in this, in this life. And the word, word witch, it, it can be interpreted in so many yeah. stupid ways, but ultimately it's like, you're connected to the earth and the plants and you're a healer and yeah. you know, you believe in, in, in your body and your womb. And there's so many things about that, but all the witch, like the witch burnings and how they, they just men, people in society, they didn't want women to be sharing their gifts, their intuitive knowledge, their psychic abilities. And so much of it is also connected to the church Mm -hmm. and the church was a very big, um, and I come from a, from a Christian, from a Catholic family. I grew up going to church. I was very involved in my church my community. I spoke at church. I went with my grandma, you know, I did all the things. I had my, my communion, my confirmation, da, 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 all mm-hmm. that. So it's not, you know, we all come from a certain place, but, but ultimately the church, they, they created birth control. Birth control was created and it was created in the way that it was, you know, a lot of them, it's like three weeks of pills mm-hmm. and then you have one week of, of bleeding or of the sugar pills. Yeah. Exactly. And ultimately they did that to mimic the natural cycle, to make people think that they were still having a regular menstrual cycle to kind of mask mm-hmm. that it was to, yeah, to mask what it was actually doing and um, ultimately suppress. And I'm not, I'm not against birth control. What I'm very pro-choice and I believe there's a time and place for everything, mm-hmm. but when women are uneducated about the side effects and uneducated and kids I was 12 I think or wow. 13 when I was on put on birth control probably 13 it was like I barely even had my first period and I was given right. this thing with my, and my mom didn't know either you know and that's the yeah. thing is we don't we don't know what we don't know until we know it yeah <laughs> and yeah and so ultimately 
unfortunately we have grown to live in a world that is that where women are very they're like we're living from the from the neck up from the shoulders mm-hmm. up and periods are gross and there are these mm-hmm. things in tampon commercials that you can just stick a tampon in and still run a marathon and play soccer and you know like just all these ways of 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 suppressing our natural rhythms and power and there's so much power and so much um wisdom inside the womb and the female body and I do believe we are stepping into a time of reclaiming that and there are a lot of people a lot of chills there are a lot of people who are reigniting this and what I love about this work is it's not really like learning anything new like when I started learning about this it was it's a remembering because we know I knew I love that you right? You know this, everyone listening knows this somewhere deep inside of them. And so it's stripping down all of the layers and the stories and the conditioning and the traumas and actually remembering. Mm. And yeah, I just love that. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God. That's so good. I'm so glad that we got into the birth control conversation because I didn't even think of that. One of the questions I had is like, why are women so disconnected? And like one of those reasons is birth control, which, mm-hmm. and so I totally get that. Um, how do women go up? Well, actually, before I ask that question, what are some symptoms? Like if someone's listening right now, how can they ask themselves? Like, am I really disconnected from my, my, my cycle, my own natural energy? Mm-hmm. Like what are some symptoms that a woman is disconnected from her womb? Yeah. So First of all, I would love for you to just ask yourself, like, do, do you track your cycle? Mm. Do you track your cycle? Do you know when you're going to get your period? Like even just what is, what is your relationship with your period? What is your relationship mm. with your cycle? And that question can open up so much and it can be, it can be confronting sometimes. Yeah. But it's not, we're not meant to do it with any, there's no shame, no guilt. Like, you are where you're at and that's totally perfect. And there's so much space for compassion. Um, But if you are, if you are like experiencing burnout quite often, if you are overworking yourself, if you are not fully trusting yourself, Mm. you are, um, I mean, I don't want to say if you're on birth control, you're disconnected because that that I don't want that to come across as harsh, but yeah, ultimately you're, when you are on hormonal birth control, your body is not going through the same, the natural rhythm that it is meant to. Yeah. And you can still connect with your cycle and these seasons and energies while on birth control, hundred percent. And it really is this, when I, I, I always felt when I came off of hormonal birth control, it was like this veil of illusion mm. was lifted from me and I could just like see again. And so um, oh my gosh, what other symptoms? This is a really good question. Just ultimately, I think giving your power away to mm-hmm. others, you know, not being connected to your voice and able to speak your truth, to speak up for yourself, having maybe a lack of pleasure in your yeah. life as well. I'm going to piggyback off of this and say, if you, I've talked to so many women who on their bleed days are like exhausted, but they literally say out loud, I need to push through this. Yes. I I mean, yes. 
I love that. Yeah. Well, I don't love that, but that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. Like if you, if you're experiencing really challenging periods, painful periods, like that bad PMS bad, symptoms, bad, right? really bad PMS symptoms, like something is off. And sometimes it goes beyond my scope of, of knowledge and what I can teach on and help people with. And I'll send people to a naturopath or to a fertility awareness method practitioner. If they, they want to, you know, do fertility awareness method and come off birth control. Um, you know, I'll send people kind of like, go to your, go see your medical practitioner first, Mm -hmm. um, just in case. But ultimately what I find as well is when people work with me, their period problems go away. You know, we're not even doing anything too crazy, but it's just, when you finally, there's like a mental switch that happens when you, when you start to see your period and as this, okay, so I'm going to use this analogy. Someone shared this with me a while ago and it stuck with me forever. She was like, if you, so when you're on your period, you're obviously bleeding and mm-hmm. we are the only people, you know, men don't, we, we bleed and we're still alive. We bleed right. for up to a week you know, we're still alive. We're still going, we're still creating, we're still doing things. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had just like slashed your arm with a knife or something and cut yourself in the kitchen and you were like gushing blood for a week or like you wouldn't, would you probably would take, <laughs> right. You probably would take That's off of work. Such a good you, way to look at that. <laughs> right. Like you probably would be in bed or like, if you broke, even if like you yeah. know, you cut your leg or your foot, like you'd be in bed, if you're sick, you'd be in bed and you'd be resting. That's and we, so real. Right. And so why, just because we're bleeding out of our vaginas, mm-hmm. why do we think that we can just keep going and going and doing and doing? Yeah. And it's because there's, there's so much Oh, so much um, conditioning and beliefs around like, I don't want to be lazy and I need to keep going and I need to push through and, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, and it's ultimately just a lack of education and that lack of remembering. And it's a lack of trust too, because again, just through my own understanding, it's like, we think we have to be going and doing every day or else the thing that we want isn't going to come. So it's like, we lack trust that we are cyclical beings and that we're meant to ebb and flow. Like, and I actually, if I can just share my own personal story. And honestly, I don't think I've ever told you this, but this was just based off of your information on your Instagram that I was following you for months and months and months before I ever actually worked with you. But in the time that I was just consuming your information and implementing it, I started to look at my period differently. Like instead of it just being like this thing that I, that I had every month, it was like this magical power. Like I literally was like, wait a minute, like what if this was actually a magical power? And then I started to learn about how PMS is not just, oh, a shitty mood, but it's actually like giving you information about what wants to be loved on and cleared and healed and all the things so that your next cycle, you can expand more. That has been such a game changer that now I actually look forward to having PMS if I have it, which it's actually gotten less. It's actually gotten less my moodiness. And, um, when I, when I bleed now, I totally rest. And it's like, I don't know, I'm a projector. So I'm just like all into resting and just like owning it. (laughs) (laughs) it. But I just, I like, I treat myself like a queen and 
I don't know. I, I just, I love it. Like it, it's made such a difference in how I view myself and trusting myself. It's, and it's obviously like created such an, like, um, an expansion within me because now I still like, I really genuinely, I, I did my medicine retreat and it's like, I can work with so many different people, but like, I'm feeling so called to just even go. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, right? Like I want to just go so much deeper and like actually learn how to like hear those cues and hear that intuition from my womb. Cause it's interesting when, when Gina and I worked together at first, I'm not going to share it here, but something popped up that first week that I hadn't thought about in 20 years. How old am I? 41, 25 years. Like, and it was clearly something that wanted to be looked at and healed. And it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And so that's just from the free internet, the free content on the internet that I've had such, um, such a shift. And I guess my whole point in saying this is just when you start to look and think about your period differently, just that alone literally changes things. Why is that? A hundred percent. I love everything <laughs> why you is just that? shared. That is because you're, you're giving, you're giving your body attention. You're giving her your womb attention. It's like, think about a relationship. If you, if you just ignore your partner all your life, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be like, okay, bye. You know, they're, right. they're not going to want to be with you. They're not going to want to love you. They're not going to want to like, you know, share life with you. And it's the same with your womb. It's the same with your period. If you're just ignoring it and you're just pushing it to the side, it's like, think of your period, your womb as like a living, breathing being. And if you're just pushing it to the side. Yeah. And that's what sometimes it's like the second, you know, I've had some women, like they just join something to work with me. And that day they get their period and they hadn't had their period in like six months. Wow. Like there's been so many times like that where a client has joined and literally in a week they get their period back. Like, and Mm. we haven't even done anything yet, you know? And so just like you said, just through that awareness and that activation, it's like, oh, and it's, changing the way you're seeing and changing the way you're viewing things and just like you said then you really can start to harness the power and the the magic and the abilities of your body and your womb for that intuition just like you said during your premenstrual phase it's like what's coming up while you're on in your premenstrual phase like you know it's a time of emotional alchemy it's a time of clearing mm. of I think of like bubbles, like a pot of boiling water and all this stuff that's been at the bottom is like bubbling up to the top to be seen and to be loved. And so many of us are just spending all like, we're just, nope, we're going to shove that under the rug. Nope. I'll deal with that later. We want to put the lid on the pot. We don't want to deal with our emotions. We don't want to deal with the discomfort. We don't want to deal with the pain. So we take medication, da, 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 da. And, And that's, you know, so there's, there's, yeah, there's so much suppression of what your body is actually wanting to say and teach you. And when you just listen, like you said, your PMS symptoms have like eased and you're totally resting while you're bleeding. Mm. And when you rest while you bleed, it doesn't mean that you have to take a whole week off and lay on the couch and do nothing. No, but when you do truly allow yourself, yeah, you could, you totally could. (laughs) Hell yes. I'm all in for that. All in for that. But when you truly rest, you also set yourself up for success for the whole next cycle. Yeah. So it's, it's thinking about that bigger picture and thinking about what you want to create the next cycle. Do you want to burn out? Do you want to be exhausted? Do you want to have horrible PMS symptoms? Mm. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
I just had a client who I've been working with her for, I think three months in a group setting. And now we're doing one-to-one and last month during her period, she was like cleaning houses and just like pushing. And of course she was like exhausted and burnt out. And she sent me a message today and was like, started bleeding today. She's like, I canceled cleaning. I canceled this and I'm going to lay on a hammock and read a book. And I was like, and that's just from me sharing my, my, my journey. So it's, that's just amazing. Okay. I have more questions. What do you say to the woman who has her, what do you say to the, what do you say to the women who are like, this is weird. This is gross. They they don't, and, or the woman that doesn't even want to talk about it or doesn't like to look at herself, doesn't want to talk about period. Like, what do you say to those type, to those women? Why? (laughs) You know, like, I want to just ask like, why, like, what, what about, why are you, why are you like, eh, why are you repulsed by it? Why are you resistant to it? Or why are you, and just ultimate, like, like just a pure space of love, not like a why as you know, a real interrogation, but just curious, like what, what's, what's actually there, what's coming up for you. And there's, there's a lot of layers and everybody is so individual and has so many different past life experiences that are obviously Mm -hmm. affecting how they're relating to their menstrual cycle and period right now. And so ultimately it's like, open up that space for reflection and just be curious. Like, you know, what, what's the harm in, in, in just trying to like rest during your period? What's the harm in trying to kind of believe in this wisdom? And there really, there really is no harm. So ultimately to just be curious, to just like question yourself and question your beliefs and why you're maybe really triggered by it or reactive by it. Um, and can you repeat the question one more time? There was something else that, yeah. What do you say to the women who are afraid to like, look at their yonis to talk about their periods? The women who say periods are gross. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely what I said first and secondly, just start, like start small, start kind of like microdosing this, start <laughs> microdosing like womb stuff, start like maybe you just rest for one day on your period. And you know, I can't really tell you, yeah, experiment. Like I can't really tell anyone what to do. Like if they really are resistant and they're like, no nope, periods are gross, this isn't for me. I'm not going to try and like convince you or force you like you're on your own journey and you are going to come to this if you are meant to. Yeah. And remember this, if you are meant to. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's a lot of times it's the women who are like, ew, periods are gross. Or they're like, you know, afraid of all this stuff is they're the ones that end up having the deepest transformation and the deepest, Mm. like coming home to their bodies, um, when, when they are ready. And also, yeah, just sort of start small and also have compassion for yourself. You know, like it's, it can be very confronting to, to Yoni gaze, to look at your, to look at your Yoni in the mirror for the first time. It's like, it's a healing journey. I take that through, I take all my clients and in my menstrual intimacy Academy through that is we do Yoni gazing, like they get familiar with their body because many of you listening, like, have you actually looked at yourself in the mirror in that way? Have you put a mirror down there and looked at your body? 
or has it just been this this thing that's down there yeah right um yeah and that word experiment like you used experiment yeah like just think of it as play like just be like oh okay what if I just try this on it's like trying on clothes try this on and yeah, I don't like that try this on oh, okay I could try this for a little bit you know what the biggest I guess it was a hurdle that I had to come overcome is the conditioning that you're supposed to be on all the time. That this idea of like two weeks out of the month, potentially you're, you know, you're in more of a slow inward phase. Cause for me, it was like the first thing that came up was like, well, how am I going to make goals for the month? If I'm really only in my masculine energy for two weeks out of the month, like that was the conditioning that I had to get over. But I, but the world that I live in now is, and both which is I can honor my energy and my goals will get hit. Like, why does it have to be oh, yes. or, and in fact, what if I exceed my goals? <laughs> what if, yeah, right? that's a possibility too. Exactly. Exactly. And I find that for so many people, when it, like you said before, it comes down to trusting and like reprogramming yourself to believe it's, it's safe for me to rest. Mm. like there's no you know a lot of us it's like rest ultimately sometimes means danger it's like we always have to be switched on and that's like there's so much nervous system regulation that has to be done to be able to allow yourself to rest and trust that things will happen trust that you can take a day off and I'm telling you I come from a very like hustle background and work 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 and there's still days and months where I'm like whoa Gina like slow actually slow down like you know, and the beliefs start to creep back in again, that start to self-sabotage. So it's like a continual, continuing to push through your edges of discomfort and to be like, okay, it is safe for me to rest and things will still get done. Things will still happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just like nature, you know, Nate, we're not always in summer where like things are in full bloom and full blossom in this summer energy. There is a time of fall and there is a time of winter where things slow down and nature, nature doesn't, there's this quote, I think it's Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, I don't know how to pronounce it. And it says nature never, nature never rushes, but everything always gets done. Mm. And I love that because we, we are nature. And what I see in literally every single person that I work with is when they start to rest more and trust that they can slow down, trust that they can, you know, be in a more inward energy at points during their cycle, they start their time of production starts to be so much more fruitful. Yeah. Productive. So much more productive. (laughs) Literally. It's like, you've got like a rest time and then a production time. And it's in those times of rest and silence and stillness that your most powerful ideas will come through your most powerful insights, what you, what your true goal is that month, that new program that you want to create that new, that person to reach out to, to collaborate or for a client. It's like, you can't hear those messages from the universe. If unless you're always you, busy. Yeah. If you're always busy. Yeah. It's like, there's no room. You're like, go, 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 go. It's like, yep. where are the messages going to come in? You know? So yeah. It's really, it's a deep repatterning and reprogramming. It's so beautiful though, when it starts to click and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so yep. I would love to give the listeners kind of, cause it, here's my thing. I know that the what, people that are listening, they're like into it. 
So they want to know how, like what, how do, what's like, how do we reclaim it? You mentioned tracking your cycle, which I highly recommend too. And I personally track my cycle. I write the day, like day, like I'm on day 25 today and I will put what kind of a mood I woke up in. Right. Cause yeah. I tend to, I tend to wake up with, um, a lot of sensation in my body, which is what others would call anxiety. <laughs> I tend to wake up with that. Um, or I wake up really tired or I wake up in a good mood. So I mark that. And then I also mark my energy level that day. Cause then like, for instance, I started doing this. I don't even know a year ago and it got to a point where I would like wake up really sad or anxious one day. And then I would look back the next month and see the same day. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm not crazy. My life isn't falling apart. (laughs) I'm just in my inner autumn and like, what's coming up. Oh, I feel like no one likes me. Huh? Let me investigate that a little more. Let me get underneath all of that. And then that's the work that I got to do. Um, but what else can women do to reclaim their cycle, the power of their womb? So yes, definitely tracking your cycle. That's always the first thing that I recommend. It's so easy. Anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. You can get specific journals to track your cycle. Um, you can just write it in your own journal. Like I put my cycle day in my planner. So next to every day, like I write what day of my cycle I'm on throughout my planner and in the calendar. So I can always see it. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent start tracking your cycle and specifically start tracking your cycle pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can use an app and you can, you can do things like that. Cool. I would. And yeah. And like pen to paper, you know, it, it, it creates a different relationship with your body and with your tracking because a, lo- a lot of people are relying on an app to tell them when they're ovulating or when they're going to get their period and all this mm. stuff. But it's like, it allows you to cultivate a deeper relationship with your body instead of picking off a list of, oh, I feel this and that, what the app says. It's right. like, what, like you said, sensation. It's not going to say yeah. that on an app. You're not going to be able to say like, oh, I felt sensation today. Yeah. You know, it probably will say anxiety or something yeah. like that. So I love that tracking. Yep. So tracking pen to paper. Um, and every day, something I would love all of you to do as kind of a, just a key takeaway and something you can just start doing right away after this podcast is every day, um, connecting with your womb just through a few simple breaths. So I do this personally in the morning and at night, like right when I wake up and before bed, you can do it either or, or, you know, I really think it's special and beautiful to do it right when you wake up in the morning. So that's mm-hmm. what I'll recommend that you do is to just place both of your hands over your low belly, over your womb space, and just take five beautiful deep breaths, mm. like five inhales into your womb, feel your belly rise and exhales, like with <laughs> your attention and your focus just on your womb, like as if your womb is breathing. And after the breaths, asking, how is my womb feeling today? How am I feeling today? How are you feeling today? If you want to speak directly to your womb. And I swear you'll have such profound insights and shifts just by that simple practice. It doesn't have to be very complicated. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. So just five breaths into your womb space. Mm. What else? Mm. 
if you are interested in doing any blood rituals, like anything with your menstrual blood, don't waste your menstrual blood. If you're putting your menstrual blood like down the toilet, like I invite you to do something different with it. So for example, so your menstrual blood is filled with so many rich vitamins and specifically stem cells. It is so full of life. And so mm. you can, if you use a cup, like some people use a menstrual cup, like a diva cup or a mm-hmm. moon cup, um, you can collect your blood and you can give it back to the earth. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, you can literally just like pour it in a jar and mix it with some water and you can literally water your house plants with it. You can water your gardens with it. You can just go outside and just like set an intention and actually give your blood back to the earth and ask mother earth to, you know, bring your intention to fruition for that next Mm, month. How beautiful. Yeah. So it's so beautiful. Like I sometimes either will do like a manifestation ritual with my blood or a more so releasing ritual or both because you can, with your menstrual blood, you can be like, okay, what am I releasing from this cycle? What am I not carrying forward into this next month and give that back to the earth to alchemize, to transmute, to, to just take back and give that back with love. Or if there's something like a goal that you have or a vision for that month or for the the coming months or the quarter or the year, whatever it is, it's good to do it for the next month like set that intention with your menstrual blood and give that back to the earth and ask mother earth to like help you bring that Mm. into fruition and help that to bloom throughout that next cycle. And I just want to add like this, when from, I'm just speaking from my point of view, when I would hear words like ritual, I would think it's like this big to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's not, it actually can just, you don't have to like dress up in a white gown and like, you know, (laughs) gladiator shoes or anything weird, (laughs) like, you know, wear like a headdress, like you can literally, and I've done this. I like, like you said, take your cup and just bring it outside and just sit by your favorite tree and just have a moment, just set intention, say, thank you. Talk about what you're releasing. I love that. Um, Okay. That was anything else coming to mind? I mean, I feel like we gave them a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. There's so okay. many things. Like so, <laughs> there's so many other things. Come into my world and, and you can learn more things. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before you go, I want to ask you a little bit about pleasure. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. again, I, I think the, the people that listen to this podcast, I think are where I was maybe like a year or two ago. You know how we always kind of help the people that are a few steps behind And so just thinking about where I was three or four years ago, it was like the word pleasure. It's like pleasure. Who the hell has time for pleasure? Like, what does that even mean? Like I, I will have pleasure when I'm on a beach, like, you know, on vacation, but like day-to-day life, what does that even look like? And I made the commitment at the beginning of this year to connect in with my feminine essence. That was my intention for 2022 and pleasure obviously has, was, has been a seed that has grown from that. Um, can you talk about just pleasure for like the normal 30, 40 plus woman in America that's like trying to keep her shit together, but also wants to take care of herself? <laughs> that's an oh, avatar, yes. by the way. That is an avatar. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I love that. And I love how relatable as well that's going to be for, for, for your community. Yeah. Because- I think there's a lot of energy behind the word pleasure and a lot of projections onto the word pleasure. Shame, guilt. 
Shame, exactly. Shame, guilt, guilt. Um, embarrassment, embarrassment. Like it's like a lot of people I find that I speak with immediately. If I say pleasure, they think of self-pleasure. They think of masturbation. Yeah. Or and, sex. Or sex. Exactly. And that's, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Like, yes, that can be pleasure hundred percent. And like pleasure, pleasure, I believe, and I feel is ultimately presence to sensation. So mm. let's even use the word sensuality sensuality and being connected is ultimately being connected to your senses mm. what are you seeing like touch the way clothes feel on your body the way your sip of chai or coffee tastes in the morning like bringing your senses to life and actually allowing yourself to live with with more sensation and aware of the touch and the feel and the sounds and the tastes of things around you like that can be pleasure. And it, again, it doesn't have to be just sex or like self-pleasure or masturbation. And so, especially if you feel, I know there's so many times where I'm like, or I've in the past, I've been in similar to you, like what you just said, Oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for pleasure because there's this idea that we have to have like two hours of a ritual on a bed and like, <sighs> The shower and candles and massage and, da, 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 and like all these things. And we can totally fucking have that. And I'm so in support of that. I love, I love that. And if you're, we're busy, we're busy women, you're a busy woman. You've got children, probably a business, kids, like family, da, 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 things going on social life. And you don't always have time for like a five hour ritual or five hour pleasure thing. So I invite you to actually just like bring more awareness to number one, like presence, how present are you throughout the day and creating again, that word microdose, like microdosing mm -hmm. pleasure throughout your day. Like, can you, uh, something I do is like my, my morning ritual with my cup of chai or matcha or cacao, whatever it is, is like, I just take like a few of the first sips and just like, mm, and feel it and just like savor take it. some breath and savor it. And then it's like, sometimes that might be all you need. And then for example, your kid might come running in the room, but you had that, you had that five breaths or five minutes to just like be with yourself and your drink, yeah. you know, bringing more touch, like self-touch. This is, I think something that's really beautiful that anyone can incorporate at any time. For example, like if, if you work online, I know probably your community is a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff and online business owners and moms, like if you're at your computer, like I'm always like just touching my leg or rubbing my tummy under the desk um, or just like have my hand on my heart, like that can bring more pleasure into your body. And it's actually very self-soothing. Mm. It's incredibly self-soothing, which supports your nervous system in relaxing because if you're very switched on and you know, you're taking your kids here to there and making dinner and there's this and there's that, and then you've got the podcast and you've got work and all these things it's it's your your nervous system might be quite activated you might be quite going very fast so to just have those micro moments of some breaths um like wearing clothes getting some clothes that just feel good on your skin you know jewelry that feels good on you um breast massage like just starting with breast massage is one of the most beautiful things that you can do so easy and so simple um, and doesn't really have to, it can be a whole ritual, but it, it can just be simply 
get out of the shower and you, you just massage your breasts or you lie in bed before, you know, at night or at some point during the day and just like massage your chest. Mm. Um, so, and ultimately when you think you don't have time, you need it the most. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you really need it. I really love how simple you made this you, cause I learned something today, but pleasure is really like, again, I'm thinking about the woman that's like really in her head. So, yes. and that's totally fine. Right. You get, you are where you are for her. It's like your assignment is to increase your senses, like yes. do stuff that makes your senses heightened and that yes. will inevitably drop you more into your body. Yeah. Totally. I, I just, I just love that. Totally. Yeah. So it's like today you'd be so proud of me. It was just like an intuitive thing. But before I meditated, I just tickled my whole, my tickled myself. Oh, like I, I know. And I was like, okay, I'm like, this feels good. And it just like, I'm feeling like tantalized. Yes. <laughs> you know? So yes. I was like, this, this feels like a pleasure practice right now. And it was just two minutes of, you know, and so I love that. Cause I think if we can, I am like, your mission is to help womb, to, you know, help um, womb-based businesses happen. My mission is to help women remember who they were before life told them. And I know because I'm an American woman, I have kids. I know that it's like a time thing and it's like, well, I'm not really worth it. But if we can make these things accessible in really small moments day to day, like what could a woman do in the car that would bring pleasure? Sing you can, oh my God, you can sing, like put on like your favorite jams or throwbacks and just like jam to some, like I'm personally, like, I love playing like, like throwback hip hops and just like yes. getting down and dirty in the car with like <laughs> some loud music. Um, you can also even just like rub your thigh, like rub your hands mm. on your thigh. If you're driving with one hand, yeah. you know, and just like bring touch to your body while you're driving, um, have like deep, slow breaths. Mm. Um, you can, what could they do in a business meeting? <laughs> in a business meeting. I love this question. Um, you can like, oh, this is, this is funny, but this is just the first thing that came to mind is you can just like throughout it, even just bring awareness to your yoni and even just do some like kegels, like do some pelvic floor kind of like lifts, you know, when you contract mm. the muscles down there yeah, and just like stay connected to your yoni or just like keep remembering like, Oh, that, that thing down there, nobody knows, but like, I'm like having awareness around my pussy and it just like, it brings this like playful kind of flirtation to things. And you can do that. And no one, no one has any idea what you're doing. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah. Even like, even you can just like touch your thigh in a meeting or just have your hand on your thigh and like, even just gently kind of move one of your fingers, you know, it depends mm. kind of what the setting is and where you're seated. Um, wear some sexy lingerie under your work clothes or like go without underwear and like, just nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. So can you okay. tell everybody where they can find you and how they can work with you and what you've got offering right now? Yeah, of course. Such a beautiful conversation. So you can find me on Instagram. I spend the most time over there. I'm sure Christy will leave it in the show notes, yes. but it's at I am Gina Francis. If you listen to this podcast, send me a message. I would love to know. I would love to talk to you to hear your insights, your reflections. If you have any questions, my DMs are open for you. Um, 
And currently I have a couple different offerings. I have a three-day pleasure sanctuary going on this weekend that will be, be there continually. Yes. I'm so excited I'll for you be to there. be there. It'll be live this weekend. Not sure when this episode is going out, but that will be on sale recorded in a bit of a bundle. So you can access that at any point. Um, if you want to work one-on-one, I do one-off um, devotional business sessions. If you want to have more of kind of like a womb centered kind of business, quick 90 minute session, I run a embodiment and business immersion called Rebel Rose. And that's a six month journey. And that'll be really kind of the next thing that, um, that I'm launching again. We just finished the last round of it and it was just very powerful. That'll be starting later this year. Mm. Um, and yeah, definitely the six week womb-based business accelerator, womb wisdom journey that Christy did, um, send me a message. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It was, it's such one of my favorite containers. I also want to mention, I don't know what you call it, but that $33 bundle thing. Oh yes. Yes. That's actually is really, really good. It's really such good. a good place for any of you to start. I have, um, me and a friend have created a menstrual magic bundle and it's literally $33 and it is so all encompassing. It is like the best place for you to start with any yes. of this. If you're like, where can I go next? Literally, I will direct you there first. Yeah. And you can find that through my Instagram, through my website. Message me if you want it. It's literally $33. It's a whole bundle, a cycle tracker. So you can pen to paper track, teaches you all about the cycle, herbs, food, exercise, business. Um, the meditations. There's meditations. Yes, there's meditations. Which are amazing. Can I just say, Gina is like really, really good at creating a space for you. In fact, I'll just say, I don't know if your pleasure practice comes in anything that you mentioned, but she has a lead. (laughs) She speaks and guides you into a a pleasure practice that does end up in masturbating, which was beautiful. And I felt so held and not weird. And I think that's really important because again, I'm just thinking of the girl that's like, wait, what? Like I listened to a meditation, like, and it was, I felt so safe and so held and your meditations are really, really good. So what is the bundle called? The menstrual magic bundle. Yeah. If anybody's like, okay, I want more. Definitely. That's, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that you love the self-pleasure ritual that I share with personal, with private clients, as well as in menstrual intimacy Academy. Okay, That's kind of like a more menstrual and womb course right now. It's yeah, that'll be on offer again later this year. So there'll be, there's a lot of different ways that you can come in and learn at all different price points and Mm. definitely recommend the menstrual magic bundle to everyone. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, sharing your time with me. Thank you for just seeing me and holding space for me. And I am just so honored to know you because what you're doing is so important for the world, not just for me, but for my daughters and their daughters and their daughters. And I'm, I'm, I really believe that like my grandchildren, great grandchildren ish, are going to be so connected to their womb. And that generation, I believe is going to, it's going to be beautiful. So thank you for being such a big part of that. Mm, My absolute pleasure. That is, I love, yeah, that's, that's (laughs) my, my mission in, in a few words is just that generational impact. So thank you 
for having me. It's been my pleasure, my honor. I'm so grateful to get to share this. And I know your community will receive so much value from this. And thank you for your work in the world and how you're spreading your message and creating these conversations. It's amazing. Thank you. I love you.